Hello, everyone, and Ramadan Kareem to all those who are celebrating and listening to our podcast today. And welcome back to another episode. Today, we have a guest speaker who actually was featured in our other episodes to talk to us about Ramadan Simplified and Nutrition Tips by Noor. So she is a registered dietitian who focuses on functional and clinical nutrition. And so Noor, please introduce yourself to our audience briefly uh, before we begin our topic today, which is Ramadan and fitness. Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for those who have uh, listened to the other two episodes. Um, I am Noor. I'm a registered dietitian. Um, I'm working in pediatrics now in a nutrition clinic. Um, I am interested in functional medicine as well. So this is something, an area that I'm really passionate about um, in terms of just, you know, how to prevent um, different diseases from occurring and how nutrition plays a role in that. That's awesome. So now we get to the we get to fitness, which is going to be one of my favorite episodes. And just to kind of get your take on it, or what are some of your recommendations when it comes to physical activity during Ramadan? Yeah, so this is a very hot topic because um, many people say, you know what, at Ramadan, I'm gonna try to retain all the energy I can during the daytime, and I'm just not gonna exercise, and they put everything on hold. Um, and then there are some that say, oh, I want to make Ramadan the healthiest Ramadan possible. I'm going to concentrate on my nutrition. And then I also want to exercise, but I really don't know where to start. So in terms of uh, Ramadan, again, because it's a spiritual time, we are working on our spiritual and religious well-being. Uh, but at the same time, we shouldn't really neglect our physical well-being. So I would recommend making sure there's some kind of physical activity regimen there. So if you were um, physically active before Ramadan, for sure, absolutely continue during Ramadan, but don't be afraid to modify as you need. Because um, even for me, like some days, I feel like, you know what, like my energy level is kind of low today and with kids and everything, I need to like take it slowly. I'll just take a 30 minute walk outside, just like a, slow walk, slow brisk walk. Um, And then some other days, I feel like my energy is higher, I can do a more intense activity. So it really depends on your day. But it doesn't matter what it is, you try you want to make sure there's some activity there. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, the, the only the thing is, before we move on to what kind of activity is, if you are one that that you if you're interested in starting a regimen, um, this is not the time to start a high intensity regimen if your body is not used to that. So for example, if you're like, oh, there's a marathon in, in, in the fall, and that looks really interesting, I want to sign up for it. You sign up for it, you wouldn't want to start marathon training in, in Ramadan, that needs to happen outside of Ramadan. Because again, first, your body is not used to that. And second, you are going to have lower energy. So you w- wouldn't want to start a high intensity exercise regimen during Ramadan. These are great tips. So now we're talking about um, fitness and like, you know, having that in different types of exercises, whether it's high intensity or moderate what is the ideal time to do these exercises such as moderate and strenuous uh, physical activity? Yeah, so so moderate activities, so something like walking, light jogging, cycling, or if you have um, exercise equipment at home where you can kind of change 
the level of intensity and you can do something more moderate. This is something that you want to do one to two hours before iftar. And again, mm -hmm. iftar, as a reminder, it is the meal that we have to break our fast. And this usually happens at sunset. All right. So, for example, for me, that's going to happen today at 727. Um, so the reasoning for doing this before iftar is because it's moderate activity, um, you can do it before iftar and be able to nourish and replenish your source shortly afterwards. Because let's say you do it one to out to two hours before iftar, and then it's right right after that you're having iftar. You you don't, you don't have long hours where you you exercise and you feel like you're low in energy. Another way uh, you can do this is if you've had a good suhoor, which is the morning meal we have before dawn, then you can do it shortly after that meal if it's moderate, all right? So two times, but usually most people will want to do it before iftar because they've had, um, you know, they've worked or they've done everything else during the day. They have some time before iftar. Again, they are able to replenish their stores shortly afterwards. Um, if you are someone that um, is doing more high intensity, you were doing this before Ramadan, it's not something new, it's not a new regimen, you want to continue this, then I recommend doing this one to two hours after iftar. Again, iftar is the meal that we have after to, to break our fast. And the reasoning here is that you've had proper fuel before that, after you know, you've, you've fasted 18 plus hours, you've fueled up. And then you want to give your body enough time to digest a little bit of that. And then you can exercise. Exercise. Another thing that happens in Ramadan that is outside of like even planning for it is something called Taraweeh prayer. And what this is, is, um, and this is different durations. It's basically repeated prayers where we, um, there are cycles of like kneeling, bowing and rising. Um, and it could be, or maybe duration of like 20 minutes, sometimes longer. And for this, is this is a kind of a light activity. I wouldn't consider this the only activity I do in Ramadan. But if you're doing moderate activity and you're doing like you're doing some taraweeh, overall, that's going to be a good exercise regimen in Ramadan. That's awesome. So like when we talk about exercising and now the, the kind of the big thing to know is like, what's the best way to stay hydrated during Ramadan? Yeah, so this is a really important point because, again, you're going long hours. And Ramadan fasting is a dry fast, so you cannot have anything to drink uh, as well as eat during uh, fasting hours. Again, depending on where you live in the world, it could be 12 hours, it could be 18 plus hours. So you're going very long hours where you're not, your body is not getting any hydration. So it's really important to make sure you're, rehydrating during non-fasting hours, especially if you're going to exercise on top of that. So again, um, when, we, when we think of hydration, it comes from our liquids as well as hydrating foods. So make sure that you're, um, you're if you're doing, you know, in terms of liquids, that um, the liquids are not all caffeinated. So a lot of times people will continue to drink tea. It's traditional to drink tea after a meal. That's okay. Just make sure there's also uh, non-caffeinated beverages. In addition to that, when you want to make sure you pick some foods that have a high water content. So things like watermelon, spinach, 
celery, grapes, um, Brussels sprouts, blueberries, a lot of different foods that are going to have a higher water content. These are going to be hydrating foods because for many um, in Ramadan, it's really a struggle to get in all your hydration because you have more hours where you're fasting than when you're not fasting. So if you're, let's say, for example, you broke your fast at 8 p.m. and you sleep at 11 p.m., then you have three, four hours where you are not fasting, where you can, where you're, you're um, eating, hydrating, praying, going to sleep, and then waking up again. So it is a lot to fit in. So it's really important uh, to make sure that you're not only hydrating through your liquids, but also your food as well. These are excellent tips. So thank you so much, Noor, for coming to our podcast and sharing all this amazing and valuable information to our listeners. I hope you all learned a little bit and will start incorporating some of those tips that Noor has shared. And if you want to connect with Noor, please follow her on Instagram. Her Instagram page is Nutrition by Noor. Is that correct? Yes, Nutrition by Noor. Awesome. So yes, if you want to connect with her, we will tag her on our post and also in the description section of this podcast episode. And let us know again, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us or Noor and we'll be happy to provide you with all the information. And thank you again, Noor, once again, we're so happy to have you here and hope to have you in other episodes in the future as well. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. And like you mentioned, if anyone has questions, even if it's dietitians or dietitians-to-be and they are just not sure about um, an aspect of Ramadan and they have more questions, whether they send me a message through Instagram or even on your page, just tag me so that I know that there's a comment and I'm more than happy to come on there and answer any questions. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. If you like this podcast, make sure to give it a five-star rating. And if you found this information valuable, please like, share, and subscribe. And follow our page on Instagram called FNSP underscore podcast for updates. We We can't can't wait wait to talk talk to you you soon. soon.